Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yo, what's going on, Fantasy Football family? It's another episode of Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm one of the hosts of the show, Eugene. And again, you can always follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Jeans, G-E-N-E-S. The official Twitter handle at uh, at Off the Line FF. (laughs) And uh, to the other hosts of the show, Ike, what's going on? How you feeling this week? Good, good. Um, we're we're off to a fast start this uh, this off season, man. Um, and but before we get into that, um, I can be found on Twitter at just underscore Ico nine. Um, but yeah, as I mentioned, man, like we're off to a a, a, a rocket a rocket fast start, man. Uh, a couple of trades uh, coming down a pipeline over the last couple of days. A lot of quarterback yeah. news. Some of those quarterback dominoes starting to fall. Um, so you know, I me personally, I'm you know I'm pleasantly surprised. I thought, you know, there was a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of smoke, but no fire. But there's plenty of fire <laughs> yeah, <laughs> happening yeah, right now. Yeah. And there's and it, see, and, it, and it appears it's going to be more dominoes to fall um, in the coming days um, as we get closer and closer to the start of free agency. Yeah, um, I'm, I was really surprised about, you know, how how aggressive. Uh, well, we knew that Denver was said that they were going to be aggressive. I'm just surprised about the aggressiveness that they shown in terms of the package that they sent to Seattle. Um, yeah. I think it worked out. I think it worked out for both sides. I think Seattle definitely got some, some tools to, uh, to, to do a, a good rebuild. Uh, if they, if they draft correctly, we know in the past, they've, they've always fumbled that, that part of the, the off season, uh, when it comes to drafting, drafting rookies, especially in the first round. So, Hopefully, maybe they get it right. Aaron Rodgers staying. We, I mean, that wasn't really a surprise. I think he was just nobody. He was nobody was shocked. To, he was, by that. I wasn't yeah, shocked by th- that. Yeah, I think he was trying to he was trying to finesse the uh, the Panther uh, the Packers in terms of like, hey, I'm kind of flirting with these other teams. What you going to offer me? Uh, even though he tried to tell us it wasn't about the money, but the potential numbers show us otherwise. But I mean, he earned it, so you know, go get your get, go get your money. So. Uh, and then we saw Car- Carson Wentz come back to the <laughs> NFC, the N- NFC East. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome uh, home, welcome home, Carson Wentz. Yeah. So you can get home yeah. by uh, by the Cowboys once again. Thank you. Yeah, man. Welcome put home, put you on your back. Put you back yeah. in your rightful position. Now he gets to meet Micah Parsons for the first time. Yeah. So no, that, but but uh, 
But quickly on the fantasy perspective, what do you think in terms of like, I guess we'll kind of get into it a, a little bit, but in terms of the weapons, like in, you know, the Colts, uh, the weapons for the Broncos, uh, the what potent the weapons in Washington. How you think that might affect affect them seeing seeing what's happening uh, with their quarterback room? Well, I know for I mean, well we we, we can we can reasonably conclude that Denver um, that the Denver skill guys they upgrade immensely, right? I mean, you go from Russell you go from Drew Locke to Russell Wilson uh, or Teddy Bridgewater to, to Russell Wilson. I mean, your you know, your your target quality is going to improve. Your overall target share is going to improve. Um, you know, your more accurate passes. Um, they're going to get more opportunities down the field. Um, I, I, I personally think this benefits uh, Cortland Sutton more than it benefits Jerry Judy um, because we've seen Jerry, we've seen Cortland Sutton uh, produce at a, at a higher clip um, as an as a number one receiver more than we have Jerry Judy. I think Jerry Judy only has like one top twenty finish in his entire career. So mm-hmm. um, in fantasy, so. I think um, you know, but it, but again, it it it's an upgrade for 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 all these guys in Denver. Um, Albert O's is a big winner here um, with the trade with Noah Fant uh, moving on to Seattle. So he's got that tight end position all to himself, and he showed some flashes last year. Um, but on the flip side, in Washington, I don't know how much of an upgrade it is uh, from Taylor Heineke to, um, to Carson Wentz. I don't know how much of an upgrade it is. I don't think it's that much of an upgrade. Quite honest, uh, I think. I think Terry McLaurin is going to have a you know some you know still have some of the some of the some of the same problems with you know target quality, um, <laughs> in in in, in, cat, in in catch rate and things of that nature with Carson Wentz because you know Carson Wentz has has a has a ten, tendency to be reckless with the ball. That's one yeah. of the things that Indianapolis did, wasn't too you know, overly fond of with him. Um, you know, reports recently come you know came out after the trade. They were frustrated with his leadership, frustrated with how he you know how he how reckless he was with the ball, a lot of these different things. So I don't, I don't know uh, how much of an upgrade it is in, in Washington. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be jumping over the jumping over the tripping over myself to acquire Terry McLaurin or, or you know, tripping over myself to draft him in, in, in redraft leagues this fall because Carson Wentz is there as opposed to Taylor Heineken. I think it's ultimately, I think it's a net net with a little bit of an upgrade, but again, like we don't, I, I'm not really. I don't think this really moves the needle for Washington um, like people think think it does. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it doesn't like for F1 Terry McLaurin. I don't think this really does anything. Uh, I know we'll get kind of get into it when we talk about our tiers. Um, be inter- I, I mean, for me, it didn't really move him from the tier he was at. Uh, you, yeah, you got a, a average quarterback. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't really excite me at all. Um, no. I know I know it's definitely looking at the Seattle side because they did get Drew Locke back in part of the package that they received. Um, I mean, Drew Locke, we know who he is. He He's like a broke-down version of, of uh, a Jay Cutler. So big arm, <laughs> but really dumb in terms of like trying to read, read a defense. So um, at least we know for what one thing he's good at throwing the ball far, I mean, you got two of the best deep ball threats in the league in uh, Lockett and uh, DK. I mean, but also apparently uh, Seattle's looking to, to deal Lockett. So, I mean, naturally I think we'll they say came out. I think they just came out and said that they're not, they're not looking to deal him. So, you know, but okay. they, also, they also said that about Russell Wilson. They so, did. <laughs> I mean, 
and we saw them just cut uh, Bobby Wagner. So uh, nothing, nothing's off the table, but uh, just to go back, um, it doesn't really, uh, people are saying, oh yeah, this is definitely uh, a downgrade in terms of like potential ranking for these wide receivers. Uh, I mean, I think it's pretty I mean, I would assume it's about the same. It wasn't like they were passing the ball a lot already with, with Russ already. So what's really going to – nothing's really going to change to me. Uh, you got uh, a young well, tight end on top of that. Um, so I think in terms of like target sharing and all that other stuff, I think it's going to be about the same. It's just a matter of the quality of targets you're going to get is going to – is probably what's going to change a lot. And so. And that's and that's what differs. That's why you, that's why you may have to downgrade these guys because the yeah. quality, target quality for Russell Wilson versus Drew Locke is going to be you know there's going to there's going to be a stark contrast between those yeah. two. Um, and plus, you know, they may even babysit Drew. Locke. Now we're now this we're just assuming that Drew Locke is going to be the starting quarterback. Assuming they don't make any you know trades or I'm sorry, they don't make any trades for a quarterback or they don't draft a quarterback. But this is just assuming yeah. that Drew Locke is the starter. Um, they may, you know, they, you know, we know T, we know Pete Carroll is is uh, a, a full fledged member of Team Establish It, so he's going to want to run the ball all the yeah. time, and uh, you know the, the pass attempts will will go significantly down. So, um, you know, we, I mean, we'll see with these guys. I mean, I, you know, I still believe in you know DK DK Metcalf and, and Tyler Lockett are, are two um, you know talented cats, and you know, and they and they can they can make big plays at any given moment, but. You, you have you have to like I don't you have no choice but to downgrade these guys um, because you know you, you just don't know what what to expect because um, you've had all the stability with Russell Wilson but now it's now it's Drew Lock and like you said we've seen what <laughs> what Drew Lock has been for his career you know, throughout his career he couldn't he couldn't even elevate Corlin Sutton he couldn't even elevate Jerry Judy couldn't elevate Noah Fant those talented guys so you know um, I I don't know so we'll see. Yeah, yeah, it 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 it's gonna be an interesting offseason trying to you know trying to go through maneuver how they're gonna operate. I mean, but we'll get answers soon enough. Whenever the draft happens, we'll see what they do. Even if they draft a a, a rookie quarterback, you, you're still gonna still probably gonna start Drew Lock for a few games before before you go put that rookie out there. Yeah, you'll start him as you know as a as a kind of like a bridge kind of like a bridge guy or something, and then yeah, when the when the rookie's ready, then they'll 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 thrust him in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, what we also just uh, um, got past this past weekend was the combine. Um, I know there was a lot of a lot of uh, funny things that happened, a lot of, you know, uh, surprises, a lot of letdowns. Uh, what were some things that that kind of caught your eye or that you were surprised that happened this past weekend? Uh, just, you know, the, the first one was Trey Lombard's running his 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 40. And the four or fives, that kind of surprised me. I thought he's going to be a little bit faster than that. Um, but, you know, that's, you know, that's one thing that stood out to me. And then uh, on the flip side, we had a lot of speed um, outside of that. <laughs> a we lot did. of speed. Um, a lot of, um, a lot of wide receivers ran pretty fast. Um, of course, we had the, you know, the, I think the, I can't remember who who ran the second fastest combine time uh, of all time at a four, two, three. I think a guy from Baylor. Yeah, there was a guy from Baylor. Was that the yeah. uh, the corner or the wide receiver? I think yeah, they, the I think they both they had a corner and a wide receiver yeah. that just ran. Yeah, they, they did. Ran sub four, four three. Um, yeah. and they got some speed down there in Waco, man. But um, but yeah, there was a lot of speed. 
uh, this weekend. And, uh, you know, but I was, you know, I was, you know, kind of, uh, kind of disappointed by Traylon Burks' performance, but this doesn't change anything for me. I, I think, you know, you know, he's one of those guys that just maybe didn't test well, but he, you know, on the field, you, you trust the tape. You, at the end of the day, you trust the tape. And, uh, that's, that's what I'm going to go with. I mean, yeah, the, the 40 times and all that stuff is cool. Um, we don't want to use it as, you know, as a, you know, as, as a crutch, right? You want to use that to supplement yeah. what you're what you're seeing on tape. Yeah, yeah. I um I I mean we had a we overhyped what we were expecting from him, but in terms of like yeah. when you still look at the actual like metrics, it's still like he's still <laughs> he's six three that ran a, a four five like he's moving. Like yeah. he's still <laughs> his speed score was still Still in in the higher like I think above ninety percentile, so uh, we shouldn't be that so disappointed. I know they people wanted to see him run a four three two or whatever the case might be four three nine or some shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I want to see <laughs> yeah. him go blaze it, blazing away. Yeah. Another person, uh, one person I was really surprised about was uh, Kyron Williams, the running back from Notre Dame. He really, I think people were really shocked about how he how small he came, uh, the speed, uh, just. I know, I know a lot of people just put, moved him down their draft boards just because of, you know, how light he came in. He came in 5'9", like 180 something, like, bro, you 190 something, whatever the case may be. Like, it's too, exactly. too small for somebody to be, to, to depend on him, a potential three down running back. So he definitely got downgraded. Um, and then Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett, small hands, uh, you know, the eight and a half inch hands. Um, nobody, nobody's had that small, uh, that size of hands since. Uh, since Mike Vick, Mike Vick is uh, pretty much the only person that's had under nine inch hands that's been anything in the NFL. So, uh, you know, just based on that alone, doesn't, it's not looking too good for him, but I know he's still going to get drafted fairly high. And I mean, he does play with the glove. So, um, I mean, he threw the ball pretty well when they did drills, uh, accuracy wise. So he, I mean, he's still probably going to get drafted in the first round, but the odds of him being actually good is is, is not looking too good. So uh, yeah, there's yeah. just a couple of things. Uh, I know uh, Monday and Tuesday was uh, combine Monday, hot takes or whatever. So uh, we live we lived through that. Uh, now we just wait, go through the pro days, and you know wait for the the end of April for the draft. Uh, yeah, man, but now, wait. yeah, I know. But now on to, you know, what we what we here for uh, this episode, we're going to talk about our wide receiver tiers in uh, in redraft. Um, and then with the news that just happened with you no know, some of the uh, quarterback changes, I know, I know some a couple of players in my uh, in my rankings and my tiers kind of got moved around a little bit. So uh, we'll discuss that, you know, uh, bounce ideas and, uh, you know, hopefully. Hopefully we uh we get the to, to have good good banter in terms of where we have the best place that. So uh, you know, I go ahead and get started off with your uh tier ones. Who who you got? Who you got? Yeah, man, the tier one, I got five, uh five receivers in tier one. Uh I got Ooh. obviously Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, and Jamar Chase. Um, there's really no reason there's really no um no other way to explain, you know. I think it goes without saying why Cooper Cup is number one. He really just had the greatest wide receiver, fantasy wide receiver season ever. Even better than uh, Jerry Rice's best fantasy fantasy year. Um, he was the fourth wide receiver to win the Triple Crown. 
um, had 145 catches, 1,947 yards, and 16 TDs. Um, you know, he had 965 total yards after the catch. Like, just think, just think about that for a second. 965 total yards after the catch. Um, and uh, he was obviously tops in, in yards per yards per route run. Um, and what's and what's and and what's funny is what's funny about uh, yards per route run is you know it, it correlates it obviously correlated uh, pretty strongly um, with the top three receivers in fantasy this year: uh, Debo Samuel mm-hmm. and Devontae Adams. They were they were two and three in yards per route run, and they were two and three in fantasy points, and two and three in fantasy points per game. So, yep. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> And then, and then Justin Jefferson was number four, and Jamar Chase was number five uh, in in yards per route run. So uh, that that correlates pretty strongly to, to you know to fantasy performance. Um, Devontae Adams, of course, you know the news with Aaron Rodgers coming back, you know keeps him keeps him in, keeps keeps him at the top. Um, if Cooper Cup didn't exist, he he would have been the, you know the wide receiver king in 2021. Yeah, you know over 120 catches, over 1500 yards, and over 10 touchdowns. Um, you know, again, top three in points per game, top three in yards per route run. Um, so he's, you know, he's, he, he's still, he's still as automatic as it gets. So we should see at least another year or two of Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, making magic in Green Bay. Uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, you know, 46% of the team's area yards in, in, in Minnesota this past year. Um, he's the only player in the league with over two. Only, only he's the only player in the league uh, this past year that only, that had over two thousand air yards um, at two thousand seventy one. Um, and of course, Damn, he broke I did Randy not Moss. know that. Yeah, of course, he broke Randy Moss's record. Um, and plus, and he's he's the um, you know he has the most receiving yards in a player's first two seasons in NFL history. So he just he just keeps getting better and better. Um, at, you know, you know. I, he, I didn't. I mean, I didn't think he would be able to top his rookie year, but uh, you know, so soon. But look, you know, you know, if you're if you're a stud, if you produce, you know, then you're going to continue to produce. Um, and then yeah. Tyreek Hill. I mean, not really much, not really much to say about Tyreek Hill other than you know he's 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 the freak. Um, he had he had a lower um, you know yards per reception this past year um, than he than we're accustomed to seeing, only at eleven point two because they use them more around the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. He had had him do more crossing routes, more shorter routes, but you know the air yards share the air yards are still there. He was number three in air yards. You know deep targets. He was number nine in the NFL. You know so he st- he still he still had he still had a ton of uh and, and he was he was he was eighth in completed air yards. So he was still really pre- really productive down the field. He still made up for it, um, but his yards perception was you know a little bit lower. And then rounding out my tier was Jamar Chase. Um, you know phenomenal rookie season. He broke Randy Moss's rookie record, uh, you know that Justin Je- that Justin Jefferson broke last year. So now he needs you know you know roughly fifteen hundred plus yards to break Justin Jefferson's record for the first two years in NFL history. And they're both you know both LSU receivers both played together um, in college. So it's just you know it, it's just amazing. He was the wide receiver three overall, um, second most points ever by rookie wide receiver, um, and he's and he was the only wide receiver last season to have a fifty point game. Uh, and that came in week 17 when everybody needed it the most. Um, and, uh, you know, me personally, I lost two championships because I played against Jamar Chase. So, uh, yeah, so I can. Yeah. So, two, yeah, I, I think two out of the three championship games that I was in, I played against Jamar Chase and it wasn't it wasn't fun. Sorry for you. Yeah. Sorry for my L. Sorry for my L. <laughs> but, but yeah, that rounds up my tier one. 
Okay. Ooh. Okay. Well, my uh, tier one only had two two wide receivers, and the first two you named obviously was Cooper Cup and uh, Devonta Adams. Uh, I mean, these were one and two for wide receiver finishes. No matter what format you played, they finished one and two. Uh, I don't even need to talk about Cooper because you you hit everything. Um, I mean, you hit everything for Devonte too. I mean, Devonte. The only thing that he was above. Cooper Cupping was uh was target rate. He he was uh number one at target rate at thirty five percent. So every every time every thirty five percent of the time that that he ran a route, he was targeted. So which is ridiculous. So yeah, that's just my that was my tier one. My tier two had the players you named: Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill. I also had Stephon Diggs and Debo Samuel in this tier. Also, again, like for Chase, he broke. Jefferson's record that just broke last year, which was crazy. He had the most receiving yards in a game by receiving yards by a rookie, uh, with the with the eleven for two twenty six and three touchdowns, I believe. Two sixty nine. Uh, yeah, yeah, there it is. Two sixty nine. My bad. I, sh- I shorted him forty yards um, in the three touchdowns. It's crazy. You know, I don't even. <laughs> it's unbelievable what he did. It's just like you just can't even explain it. Um, the only reason why I didn't have him on tier one, obviously, because I want him to do it another year in the mix of all those other weapons to show that he's the, like the true alpha number one. Um, So that's why I have him in this tier for Justin Jefferson. He was second in receiving yards, but that was 300 yards short of Cooper cup. So that just lets you know that even for himself, he had a crazy year. Even when people thought that he was bro, everybody was telling us that he was going to regress because he's a sophomore and he can't have such an amazing seat. How can he top it? Well, guys, he topped it. So, we, yeah. we, what now? <laughs> with, New flash. With, with Kurt, he's, he's, really, yeah. he's really fucking good. He's really yeah. fucking good. With, with Kirk Cousins. So, yeah. And uh, for Justin Jefferson, he was number one in air yards, number one in air, air yard share, number one in deep targets, number three in target share, and number four in reception. So, Stefan Diggs, he, uh, he had six, almost 17 points per game uh, this past season. Which you you couldn't even tell because from what what people were were telling you is that he had a like he didn't have as good as a year as last year obviously but the dude was still balling regardless of the fact um, yeah. he was number two in air yards uh, believe it or not and number two in red zone targets uh, so uh, so this is the reason why I had him in in this tier is because touchdowns are the most important thing outside of outside of actual like reception uh, yards. Um, yeah. is an unpredictable stat, but if you're getting this type of opportunities, then you have better chances to score compared to other people. You know, he finished with over 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns, so I had to have him up here. Uh, and the last person that round off my t- my tier two was Debo Samuel. Again, like this dude, I mean, is what you seen from a wide receiver is like you haven't seen it before. Like this dude was number three in uh, fantasy po- points per game at 21.3. He was second in yak. With almost 800 yards, fifth in reception, uh, receiving yards, with only 77 receptions, which was like 20th, 21st in the league, and then he was second in um, for wide receivers with total touchdowns with 14, and that's mainly because he had eight touchdowns on the ground, 59 carries for 365 yards. So it's amazing to see him do this, only for the fact because previous years he's always been out injured, and they they increase his workload. And he doesn't miss he doesn't miss a game, basically. So it's just 
it's just amazing that, that to see him hold up and and do what he did this past season. So uh, I know I know San Francisco San Francisco better be getting ready for uh, for his payday because it's coming. So oh, it's coming uh, soon. Yeah. It's coming <laughs> soon. Uh, so that, that's that my bill, tier two. Bill is coming due very very yeah. soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's my tier two. Who you got? Yeah, my tier two starts with the uh, you know Debo who we just mentioned, um, and then you know has Stephon Diggs who's averaging. 115 catches, 1,380 yards, and nine touchdowns in his two seasons in Buffalo. So, you know, he, you know, like you, you've, you touched, you hit all the major points, uh, get, getting a lot of red zone targets, getting a lot of touchdowns. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's just cooking. And then uh, A.J. Brown is next uh, for the Titans. Uh, he had 45.2% of the team's air yards this past year and only, and, and only played 13 games. He had 869 yards and five touchdowns on 63 catches. Um, you know, whenever AJ Brown takes over a game, like it, it is, it is just a, it is a sight to behold. Like when you know he has those big blow up games, double digit catches, 150 yards, two touchdowns. Like he could do that at any given moment in time. Um, and Ryan Tannehill is quarterback, and Ryan Tannehill isn't the, isn't the best guy to be throwing the ball. But imagine what imagine what happen, imagine what will happen in Tennessee once they get a quarterback upgrade. You know, obviously they can't move off of Ryan Tannehill right now. Uh, his contract won't allow that, I don't believe. I think they'll have a lot of dead money left over if they move off of him. But maybe next year, maybe we'll see something. You know, uh, you know, the Titans—they were the number one seed in the in, in the AFC um, this past year. Um, so that team was that team as a whole. I mean, they were you know Derrick Henry is coming back healthy. That team as a whole was 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 pretty you know pretty solid. Um, so if they get some better quarterback play, um, you know, that could be a destination for a, a veteran quarterback, um, you know, angling for a trade or free agency or whatever the case may be. Um, next, I have Keenan Allen. Um, you know, he's another 100 catch season, over 1,100 yards, six touchdowns, um, you know, 25 percent target share, catching passes from Justin Herbert. Um, Justin Herbert just, you know, had a, a, another another stellar year. I think he had the most he has the most yards, you know, touchdowns. You know, over you know for over the first two years of any quarterback in NFL history, so his and Keenan Allen's catchable target rate was 11th in the NFL. So he gets he gets very quality targets closer to the line of scrimmage, allows him to you know set up defenders with this superior route running. I think he's the best route runner in the league uh, next to Devontae Adams. So uh, you know whenever Keenan Allen is like in the slot, you know just he breaks down defenders like like none other. You know it's it, it's you know I enjoy watching him run routes and. He continues to produce since, you know, since, you know, that ACL injury in 2016, he's had four straight years of, you know, he's, or he's averaging over 100 catches and over, you know, 1,100 yards you know, in each in each of those seasons. He's stayed relatively healthy since then. So, um, and, and it's good. It's good for him, man, because, you know, he was he was snake bitten by injury luck um, early in his career. Um, but we saw his talent early on, you know, his rookie year, yeah, over a thousand yards and I think nine touchdowns and. Um, but now he's continuing to produce and the the way that his and, and he, he may be like what 29, 28, 29. He's aging, but his 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 game doesn't I don't think it's gonna be able to I don't think it's gonna age. You know, the way that he plays football, he doesn't he does he he's not re- overly reliant on athleticism, explosiveness, you know, speed. So, you know, guys like him who who man the slot, they're gonna remain like, you know, you know, high assets, you know. In you know well into the 30s, um, so that's you know so that's Keenan Allen, and then and, the, and then I have Ceedee Lamb next. 
uh, CD Lamb, you know, he he had a, he had a he had an upgrade, uh, or he had a uh, you know, a better season um, than, than his rookie year. Um, you know, seventy nine catches, eleven hundred yards, and six touchdowns. Um, but you know, he he didn't he didn't score a touchdown um, after November fourteenth um, against the Falcons, where he scored two touchdowns. Um, and you know, he had a two point two seven yards per route run. So, you know, and like I mentioned at the top of the show, you know, that correlates to high fantasy production. So if he just, you know, if he had more touchdowns and uh, more production in, in the back half of the season, I mean, he, he probably would be even higher um, on this list. Um, but the problem with that, the problem with the Cowboys offense is that they don't prioritize um, a, a number one receivers. They don't, pl- they, don't pri- they don't prioritize, you know, their playmakers. Um, so you're going to see, you know, a lot of these, you know, receivers, you know, kind of disappear for, you know, for long stretches um, because it's just basically get the ball out to the, to the open guy or um, they'll, they'll scheme whatever play is 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 there, you know, um, which is not always advantageous, especially in the playoffs where, you know, that's another story for another day. Um, but if he improves upon his 20.4 percent target share um, in 2021, which which for you know all signs are pointing to that. Given the fact that they're going to release Amari Cooper or move off of him, stupid as fuck. And you know, I don't, I don't know what I, I, I think they're going to keep Michael Gallup uh, for, a, 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 you know, just you know, I think they're going to keep him in line, and Dalton Schultz is going to be there. So I don't know, but yeah, it, I think he can can improve upon his twenty point four percent target share and uh, take another step forward um, in twenty twenty two. And then finally, rounding out my tier two is Deontay Johnson uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I do. I I am aware that you know he's gonna gonna have you know some quarterback issues um, this this year. We don't know what's happening now that Big Ben is retired. Um, but you know, with Big Ben, you know, there was a game that Big Ben missed in 2021, and, and Mason Rudolph was there, and Deontay Johnson was still the target hawk. Um, he's still he's he's still in 25 years old. He's still producing. Had a career year. You know, 107 catches. You know, over 1,100 yards, nearly 1,200 yards, and eight touchdowns. So he's the, he is the alpha there. He's the number one receiver there. So I guess whatever you know, whatever quarterback comes in, um, they're going to feed you know Deontay Johnson the rock. Um, he's he's a he's a, he's also a superb route runner. Uh, he cleared up his drops past year. Um, you know, twenty twenty he had a lot of drops, but twenty twenty one was less. Um, so you know, I, th- I think um, you know Deontay Johnson, regardless of who his quarterback is, they're going to feed him targets. And you know, luckily he he's not, he does he's not overly overly reliant on his speed. Or athleticism um, in his own right, so um, I, I think I think he'll be fine uh, going forward. So that's that rounds out my tier two. What you got for your tier three? My tier three starts out with the um, Carolina Panthers wide receiver DJ Moore. DJ Moore, um, you know we he's 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 kind of a polar polarizing player. Um, you know he everybody knows that. He, well, I wouldn't say everybody knows, but many people um, within the community know that he's awesome. There's one thing. There's one thing that you didn't know, though. This is his third straight year of over 1,200 scrimmage yards at the wide receiver position, and that leads all wide receivers. Yeah, because Justin Jefferson has two, Diggs has two, um, Devontae Adams has two, but DJ Moore has three straight years of 1,200 scrimmage yards. Now I say scrimmage yards because he he he'll take a couple of end arounds, get some yards here and there, but that put his that put his total over th- over 1,200. Um, but uh, but other receivers can't say that they've done that yet. Um, Stephon yeah. Diggs was close to three because um, he had uh, he he had like eleven he had eleven ninety one total yards in twenty nineteen with the Vikings so um, he mm. just missed out on that but you know DJ Moore like he's third he was third in total air yards 
sixth in targets with 163 targets, uh, 12th in receptions, 11th in receiving yards. Um, but the, the biggest problem with DJ Moore, um, and I think a lot of people can attest to this, is that his target accuracy and the target quality is just terrible. Like quarterback play, he he just needs a quarterback to just deliver the ball to him accurately. Um, he was 98th in target accuracy, 76th in catchable target rate, um, 80th in target quality. And these and these numbers are courtesy of playerprofiler.com. Um, but he had a 28.4% um, target share, which was fifth in the NFL. So, you know, whatever quarterback was out there, they were, feed, they were trying to feed him the rock. Not doing a very good job of it, but hey, you know, <laughs> all targets can't be created equal. But, um, you know, if, you know, what we're assuming that they get a quarterback upgrade, um, options are kind of dwindling now. Um, I think the, the best available um, guys are Deshaun Watson and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, Deshaun Watson, I mean, we, we've known that, um, you know, Carolina has been wanting to trade for Deshaun Watson for even since last year. They're, they're willing to basically sell their, their arm, leg, and, uh, and, and, and firstborn, uh, to get him, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> um, <laughs> pretty, they were pretty desperate for a quarterback. So, um, we'll see if that, if that comes to fruition this offseason. But yeah, DJ Moore, just get him a quarterback and he's, 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 he's knocking on the door of tier one. I, I, I feel like, if he gets a quarterback, he will he will he will produce out of this world. If he gets like a a, a quarterback that's worth a damn, but that's we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about DJ Moore. I'm sure later on this offseason. Uh, next, I have I I have Jalen Waddle, uh, Miami Dolphins wide receiver. Um, he's just you know he's I know it's I know it's a I know it's a little uh, it's a little high for him him being coming off of his rookie year. He caught over 100 passes, um, you know had over a thousand yards, six touchdowns. Um, but, um, the one thing that we were hoping to see a lot more of from Jay, from Jalen Waddle was more, you know, catches, um, in yards down the field. And we didn't get that. He only had 895 total air yards, which was 42nd, um, in the NFL. Um, so we would like to see him, you know, see Tua take, take some more deep shots, but, you know, uh, he was getting a lot of, you know, passes around the line of scrimmage, you know, allowing, you know, allowing him to, you know, to run around. Um, uses um, uses speed, uh, you know, to get a lot of yak. Um, so, uh, you know, they did just resign uh, or they did just franchise Mike Kosicki. Um, we're not sure what's happening with Devontae Parker. Is is he is he on, is he under contract for another year or another two years? No, or? he's a free agent. He's a free agent. Mm-hmm. So there's not so so as it, as it as it stands right now, there's not a ton of target um, competition in Miami. So it looks like he's in line for another you know for another hefty target share, um, but. I'm assuming that they'll probably take, you know, they'll 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 look at a free agent wide receiver or look at someone in the draft um, to upgrade that receiving uh, receiving core. And then next, I have DeAndre Hopkins. Um, he is coming off of a down year in Arizona. Um, he did, but he did have eight touchdowns in in ten games played. Um, but one thing that we have um, that we can that we can point to um, that was a down, uh, you know, a down for him was. He only had a 20.5% target share, and that was his lowest target share since his rookie year, like 14 and a half. So basically Mm -hmm. every year, um, you know, since 2017, uh, he was either first or second in target share um, in the NFL. Um, And he had had that streak, you know, even last year, he was number two, number one or number two last year um, uh, at 29% target share. So, um, you know, A.J. Green's a free agent, Christian Kirk's a free agent. Um, Zach Ertz is a free agent, so there's a lot of 
you know, Arizona's uh, wide receiving core is, you know, it's pretty much up in the air. And hell, even Andy Isabella wants a wants a trade. <laughs> so all they all they have all they have there is Rondell Moore, um, which you know they drafted him in the second round last year and did not use him correctly whatsoever. Um, but you know, again, DeAndre Hopkins, like he, I think he's in line for a bounce back year. Um, he had he he battled his you know fair share of injuries for the first time. Basically, all, I think for the first time in his career, um, you know had 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 a lot of nagging that nagging hamstring injury that he just couldn't shake. Um, so and then rounding out my tier three is T Higgins, uh, wide receiver for the Bengals. Um, he's coming off of a, a you know a breakout year, seventy four catches, one thousand ninety one yards, and six touchdowns. Um, he was twenty first in air yards. He had, he, had, he was twenty first in air yards. And 781 completed air yards, which was ninth in the NFL. Um, so, you know, catching passes from Joe Burrow, um, he, he wasn't just, you know, he wasn't a true second fiddle to Jamar Chase. I mean, he he put up, he had his, he had his alpha weeks. He had his, uh, you know, wide receiver one weeks. And, you know, there was, a, there was points in the season where people were questioning, is T. Higgins the wide receiver one? Is he the one A? And is Chase the one B? Um, but obviously that flipped. <laughs> Clearly it flipped. But, um that, but that's how talented T. Higgins is. Though. Like he's he he's he's shown that he can be he can be the alpha in any given week. So that that rounds out my tier three. All right. So my tier three starts off with AJ Brown. He had barely under uh, fourteen uh, fantasy points per game. He was hurt a little bit uh, during the course of the season. Number four in target rate, but uh, with thirty two point nine percent ninth in target share and third in air yard share. So. Uh, regardless of the fact that he had, you know, Ryan Tannehill as his QB, he still was able to, you know, put the peripherals up there, letting you know that he's a number one. Just, you know, the the stats themselves didn't show forth. Uh, but I think this coming year, he'll fully healthy, uh, the corpse of Julio out there. So he won't really be <laughs> fighting for, won't be really fighting for targets with anyone else. So. Um, I definitely expect him to to have a a big third year, a uh, fourth year, uh, this coming this coming year. I mean, because even his 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 touchdowns were down from from his previous his first two years. So uh, just just to let you know, just what kind of struggle that they were dealing with this this past season. You know, just yeah. with the with uh, Derrick Henry being hurt definitely hurt the off hurt him in terms of like maybe not being double teamed or. Uh, with him being double teamed because of no dare carrying, no need to stack the box or whatnot, and just Tannehill not being good. Um, <laughs> my second, <laughs> my second one was uh, CD Lamb. Uh, he had a little over fourteen uh, points per game, um, and you know, like you said, uh, the Dallas offense doesn't really you know locking on like your number one wide receiver. You know, they like to kind of share the wealth. Whoever's open, that's who's going to get the ball. Don't don't really force it. Uh, but I mean, he still he had more receptions and more targets, more yards, uh, more yards per reception, more air yards. Like everything went up. It's just you know people. We just expected more since it was going to be his second year. We expect him to to like really launch himself into uh, you know the tier with like like your Tyreeks, your to step on so maybe we'll yeah. see it this year with with the with the absence of cooper potentially you know and maybe maybe gal comes back at some point but uh he he will definitely early in the season should be the primary target for sure so 
My next person is uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Like you said before, like we never seen him really battle injuries during the course of a season. Uh, I mean, he played 10 games and then he was, you know, pretty much missed the rest of the season. But um, he was wide receiver 14 through uh, weeks one through eight when he was like pretty much fully healthy. So he was still getting targeted. He wasn't getting targeted as much. The the uh, It was just, it was really, really efficient when he did receive the ball. So a lot of the times when he was receiving passes was you know, near the goal line or going into the end zone. Like we said for for uh, CD, uh, DeAndre, he was in the offense for whatever, for whatever reason this year. They had a little bit better pass catcher, catcher, so they didn't really focus on him like like they did the previous season. So, uh, you know, with AJ gone, uh, with potentially Kirk gone, uh, so he, he might get he might highlight it as that true number one, like he has pretty much almost every other year in his career. Um, you would hope. You would hope. Yep. Uh, next wide receiver is Mike Evans. Uh, had a little over sixteen fantasy points per game. Another another season of over a thousand yards. Which is his eighth straight, you know, just NFL does it record. very quiet. Yeah, NFL record does it really quiet. No, not too flashy, but you know, he 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 just does work. Uh, he finished number two in the league with 14 touchdowns. So, uh, you know, Tom Brady loved looking at him when they were close to the goal line. Um, I mean, pretty much anybody, any quarterback he's had, they've pretty much, you know, he's made it work with them. So, hopefully, they figure it out. Hopefully, they find somebody. Um, you know, Kyle Trask or Kyle Trash, whatever you want to call him. Um, Come I on, I, I don't think he's gonna do it. <laughs> I Come saw enough on. of him. In, I saw I saw enough of him in Florida, man. So I'm I'm good on that. <laughs> my next uh, wide receiver. <laughs> my next wide receiver is uh, T Higgins. I mean, you talked about it before. Um, you know, there was points in the season where he showed where we were actually debating if he was the true number one. Like halfway through the season, it was going back and forth, and towards the end, it was—I mean, it was clear that clear that Chase was the number one. But Higgins definitely has has the pedigree and the the ability to be a number one. So, um, yeah, he was mid twenties in receptions, air yards, touchdowns, red zone targets. Was eighth in yards per target at just below ten yards. So that's a healthy number, very elite number for a wide receiver, uh, especially if if people are looking at him as him being the number two. I don't know how many number twos you're going to see that's going to is is averaging ten yards per route uh, targeted. So uh, it's a great healthy number. My next my next uh, wide receiver is Keenan Allen again. Like you talked about, sixteen points per game, eighth in targets, uh, six in receptions, second in routes ran. So just for the fact that he's running the second most routes ran in the NFL, just let you know that uh, the amount of opportunity that he has to you know catch a ball score a touchdown, whatever the case may be. I mean, he was even fifth in in, uh, in red zone target. So him being going to be going into uh, 30 years old once the season starts, I mean, I could st- I still trust him just for the pure fact that he he could beat his man. Like, I just need someone to beat your man, then you get the opportunity to, to catch the ball, uh, being attached to, you know, uh, Justin Herbert, who has one of the strongest arms in the league. So you don't have to be that open to be open. My last wide receiver in this tier is Deontay Johnson, six seventeen point two uh, fantasy points per game. Like we talked about, uh, like you talked about, is very very good wide receiver. Uh, but we don't know his quarterback situation. Uh, if I did, I probably would. 
I would have been debating about putting him in, in my tier two, uh, just on his sheer ability. But um, that quarterback is going to be very important. <laughs> uh, hopefully they don't go roll with uh, Mason Rudolph. Might have to move him down if, if that's who they're going to be sticking with. So um, I'm, I'm wary of that situation. But outside of that, he's the number one. He knows how to get open. Great wide receiver. Just hopefully he doesn't get stuck with a terrible quarterback. All right, so four, here we tier, go. This tier starts off with DK. He would he was he was firmly in my tier three until we hard got to bury the lead. About. But it, yeah. it uh, I'm I he starts my tier four as well. But yeah, continue. yeah, <laughs> he was firmly in my tier three until we got the the news of Drew Locke. And um, I know I was trying to say that it, it's funny that I tried to say that it it wasn't going to affect him too much, but I moved him down the tier. Let me go back and say, yeah, it, it affects him when you have a quarterback at the caliber of Drew Locke when you just came from from uh, Russell, Russell Wilson. Uh, it just it hurts, man. Like you go from filet mignon to, to fish sticks. Yeah, <laughs> canned tuna. Like you canned just tuna. Yeah, uh, the the starkest canned tuna, man. Yeah, and then and then you mix that with with team established it. Like I don't, I don't know how this is gonna look, man. Just it's it's scary hours for for our guy DK, and you know he was number three in deep targets, top ten in air yards and air yard share. I, I mean, Drew Luck has a big arm, but man, I don't know, man. I'm I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my next wide receiver is DJ Moore. I mean, you talked about it. I wanted, I want. This is another wide receiver I wanted to put my tier three, but I just couldn't because. His quarter, his quarterback situation is shit too. I mean, the it's stats that he's putting up, like, yeah. If you just look at the stat, like the numbers, like the numbers you said, like they're amazing. Like it doesn't like it's amazing. But at the same, in the same token, three straight years he's only had four touchdowns. Like, yeah. How are you? How are you top ten in in in, in targets? You know, top fifteen in, in receptions, but you can't get no you can't get no touchdowns. Like yeah, that's a concern. That's a concern. Um, my next wide receiver, my next two are both kind of clumped in the same boat. They had quarterback shakeups. Uh, Michael Pittman. Uh, we just saw him go through the Carson Wentz experience, uh, and he all his numbers doubled. He literally doubled everything from his rookie year, um, which is amazing for um, how how questionable Carson Wentz was. But um, I mean, he was 14th. And target sharing 14th in red zone uh, targets, uh, which is amazing. That's the type of opportunities you want to see from wide receiver. But like I said before, uh, pretty scary when you don't know who your quarterback is. Right now, their quarterback is Jake, Jacob Eason. Um, so he might – hopefully they do something. I might have to move him down too. Like, like this is kind of – it's kind of scary when you start getting, getting into these good wide receivers and their quarterback situations are – or mud butts. So, um, and the other uh, wide receiver that I attacked with him was Terry McLaurin. Uh, we talked about at the beginning of the show that now he gets to be a part of the Carson Wentz experience. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he didn't really move for me. Uh, he was stuck in his tier already, but um, no, it doesn't really move the needle for me going from Tyler Heineken or Heineke or however you want to say it to Carson Wentz. They're pretty much the same, same boat to me. Uh, Terry McLaurin was number two in deep targets and number four in air yards. So, I mean, he, the opportunity to 
to to bust big plays and you know have a lot of air yards is there. It's just a matter of can your quarterback get it to you completed. So yeah, that's that's Terry McLaurin's story. Uh, you know, bad quarterback after bad quarterback. Another wide receiver with that's been doing it everywhere he's been to is Brandon Cooks. Everywhere he's been, he's been over a thousand yards. You no know, fourteen and a half fantasy points per game. He's the number one option in Houston. We saw Davis Mills look, he looked adequate at quarterback and he targeted him a lot. I, I Imagine that, that targeting your best players. Imagine that. <laughs> what a concept. Yeah, what a concept. You know, he's getting the opportunity. That's what you want from your wide receiver, no matter where they're at. If they get the opportunity, then that's who you want on your roster. I know that's who I would want. So um, yeah. another wide receiver in this tier four is Devonta Smith. Um, you know, again, another wide receiver with potential that's plagued by questionable play calling slash questionable uh, quarterback play. Uh, for him, he only had um, 10.9 fantasy points per game. Number six in air yard share, 12th in air yards. So just like just hearing that, like the opportunity is there. It's just a matter of like, can my quarterback actually come, you know, get this to me accurately? Uh, number 24 in target share. And uh, but the the flip side of that is he was number 75 in target accuracy. So, again, like I said, like you, you hear the air yards, but when you mix that in with, you know, way down there in terms of target accuracy, there's only so much you can do. <laughs> that is stinky. <laughs> yeah, stinky. very stinky. Hopefully uh, our boy, well, my boy uh, Jalen Hurts goes in. Don't go see, see go see a quarterback specialist to you know, get the accuracy up to par. Um, and then my last wide receiver in this tier four is somebody I actually moved up from the Russell Wilson trade was uh Cortland Sutton. Somebody that um that I'm I've been high on. I know Ike, you've been very high on. This is somebody that we want to see awaken again. I know we last year we didn't really get to see him uh because as he was recovering from the the ACL tear he had from the previous season and mixed with bad quarterback play from uh, Teddy B and uh, Drew Locke. Hopefully, you know, Russ Wilson gets in there and, you know, revives him because, I mean, he looked, I mean, he looked like primed to be like the number one guy. They paid him. So we know he's going to be there. So um, yep. this, this for me, gives me hope, gives the opportunity for him to, you know, see him shine that I know what he can do. So that is my tier four. Yeah, so um, as I mentioned at the outset of your tier four, it starts with DK Metcalf. We already kind of touched on that. Um, I actually have, what's funny is that I have DK Metcalf, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and Tyler Lockett all sandwiched together uh, in, you know, to start my tier four. And we kind of touched on those situations. They're both, you know, kind of devoid of quarterback quarterbacks right now. They have a lot of uncertainty um, at this moment in time. Um, but the talent, the talent is there with all four of them. You know, you know, Mike Evans, obviously we, we mentioned that he had eight, eight straight, you know, a thousand yard years, um, which is an NFL record, um, back to back, you know, back to back seasons of at least uh, 13 touchdowns. Um, Chris Godwin, um, God slot, God slot, um, you know, 98 catches over <laughs> 1100 yards this past year. He did tear his ACL, so he's recovering from that, but, um, looks like Tampa Bay is still going to move forward with him for a long-term extension. So he's going to, at least um, stay in Tampa Bay for the foreseeable future. Um, you know, fourth in red zone targets, third in yards after catch. Um, so, you know, Chris Godwin is, is a very valuable piece in Tampa Bay. Um, and then Tyler Lockett, you know, he, you know, he's, 
you know, 73 catches, you know, just shy of 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns, um, 14th in total air yards. Um, he had a 36.6% um, air yards share, which was 11th in the NFL um, per playerprofile.com. Um, target depth was 13.6, which was 7th in the NFL. Um, and he was third in deep targets. So, um, you know, the next, the next, you know, whoever's going to be throwing the ball to Tyler Lockett at DK Metcalf, they, they need to understand that these, you know, you know, Lockett and Metcalf are, are, are deep ball guys as well. Um, they can they can run you know shorter routes, but they they thrive off of the deep ball. Um, so you better be ready to to, to chunk it deep to them because they're pretty um, pretty pretty effective um, getting down the field. Um, so after that, after those four receivers, I have Michael Pittman, who we kind of touched on. Um, you know, you know more quarterback issues there. We don't know who's going to play quarterback for Indy, um, but he had 88 catches. Just shy of 1,100 yards and six touchdowns on a 25.7% target share. Um, so he he produced um, similar to an alpha. Um, so he can hopefully build on that in 2022 with uh, with the right quarterback in place. It you know there there were some reports that they're gonna go after Jimmy Garoppolo, which I think is a pretty which is a boon for him because you know Jimmy Garoppolo likes to target the number one guy you know target his receivers. Yeah, he likes to lock in on one guy. One or two, you know, handful of guys. So, um, you know, Michael Pittman is, is is clearly the alpha in in Indianapolis. So that should benefit him greatly. Um, Terry McLaurin is next. Uh, we did touch on them earlier. Not sure if it's moved. You know, it's it's a it's a, if it's a, me- a needle mover. Um, you know, getting Carson Wentz, um, but that remains to be seen. But the next guy I want to talk about on my list uh, on my tier four is uh, Darnell Mooney uh, for the Bears. Um, I, I'm pretty high mm. on this guy. You know, he just shy of 13 fantasy points for a game in 2021, um, but he finished with 81 catches, 1,055 yards, and five touchdowns um, on 140 targets. And that's surprising uh, to a lot of people. He had he was nearly top 10 in the NFL on targets. He had 1479 air yards, which is 13th in the NFL, um, and he had you know 1.95 average target separation, which was seventh in the NFL. So. Um, you know, when, whenever he's getting targeted, he's, he, he's got at least two yards on the defender. Um, and he, and he's, he, he's a speed guy too. So he can, he can get a couple of steps on you and, and, and blow right by you. Um, so he averaged around eight targets per game. So, and that's when, you know, Justin Fields just kind of figuring it out and learning on the fly, um, didn't have his best season, but, you know, uh, you know, have a full off season, you know, as, as, you know, Fields as a starter, new offensive philosophy, no more, no more Matt Nagy holding him back. Um, no more, no more of those training wheels. Um, so hopefully they can, you know, they can, you know, cater to Justin Fields' uh, strengths and downfield passing, and, and that's, you know, and, and that starts with Darnell Mooney. It looks like they're going to commit to him as their number one guy. Um, but you know, Darnell Mooney was actually one of seven players um, to have over 800 yards receiving, um, but have under 60 percent completion on his targets. Um, so just, just think about, you know, if if he had more, if he had, if he had much. Much improved, you know, target quality. Um, hopefully, Justin Fields takes a step in year two. And if he takes a step, then you know, uh, you know, Darnell Mooney's his guy, and you know, we can see a lot of, uh, we can see another, uh, another, another level um, that Darnell Mooney can climb. Um, and then next on my tier is Elijah Moore, wide receiver from the Jets. Um, he he showed a lot of promise in his rookie year, and in, in, in a handful of games that he played in, he did battle some injury. Um, he had at least six, he had at least six targets in nine out of the eleven games that he was healthy in. Um, and, and he had that stretch in, in weeks eight through eleven uh, where he kind of went off. Uh, he had twenty four catches, fought three hundred thirty six yards, and four touchdowns. Um, the catches were fifth in the NFL. The yards were fifth in the NFL, and touchdowns he was tied for first. 
um, you know, from the outset of, of training camp, hell, even, even OTAs and minicamp, like he was the best guy on the field. Like he was, he was literally the, you know, the Jets best player on the field. Um, he was just, you know, running, you know, just burning defenders, um, just showing out. Um, and then he, you know, he, he hurt his quad in training camp. So it kind of slowed him down a little bit, but, um, once he got on the field, once he got ramped up, um, they started giving him, giving him opportunities, giving him more snaps. Um, you know, they weren't, they stopped playing Keelan Cole over him. Thank God. Um, and cause that, cause we know how, <laughs> yeah, they were, rot- they were rotating like rotating receivers sort of, yeah. bro. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, you, you don't, you don't play your best players. I don't understand why. Um, but yeah, once he, once he got going, he was, he was, he was obviously the best player on the field. So, you know, he, I, I feel like, you know, if he takes another step forward, you know, Zach Wilson has another, you know, off season under his belt, he can improve, um, you know, sky's the limit for Elijah Moore. And then rounding out my, my tier, my tier four, I have Amari Cooper, um, you know, uh, current Dallas Cowboys wide receiver, but assuming he's <laughs> released, I think he's, he's not going to be out of a job very long. Um, I think, you know, the, there's, there's a quite, there's quite a few, um, you know, places that are looking for, you know, for a, for a number one wide receiver, Chicago, you know, I mentioned with Darnell Mooney, he'd be a perfect compliment with him. Uh, Cooper's route running, Darnell Mooney getting down the field. Um, that would be a perfect uh, fit for, uh, for Chicago, um, for, for, for Amari. You got Miami, you got New England, you got all these different Kansas city. I mean, Kansas, imagine if Kansas city signs him. like that, that, that would be, a, um, you know, that would be awesome. So I think yeah. Amari Cooper, he's only 27 years old. Uh, he produces when he's targeted, like when he's actually targeted. I mean, he had double-digit targets in three games in 2021, and his stat lines were 13 catches, 139 yards, and two touchdowns, eight catches, 122 yards, and a touchdown, seven catches, 85 yards, and a touchdown. Um, and he had four such instances in 2020, um, 10 for 81, 9 for 86, 12 for 134 and a touchdown, 7 for 79 and a touchdown. So, you know, when Lamar Cooper gets a lot of targets, he produces. Um, but as we mentioned, you know, the Cowboys offense of Cowboys offensive scheme um, doesn't feature playmakers. They just feature the open guy. Um, and that's that that's a, that's a mostly a bad thing, especially when you have two talented guys like Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb that, you know, once they get the ball in their hands, they make things happen. So, um, but yeah, um, Amari Cooper, wherever he goes, um, you know, this off season, uh, I think he'll, I think he'll flourish and I think he'll be, um, uh, a very viable fantasy asset. So that rounds out my tier four. Your, your tier five, go ahead and, you know, run through that real quick for us. My tier five, I just made a, you know, today's news made, made, made a last second change. He would have made my tier four, but maybe I'll, maybe I'll readjust it after the show, but. Uh, tier four, tier tier five is gonna start with Cortland Cortland Sutton. You know, as I mentioned, I think this Russell Wilson trade benefits him more than it benefits Jerry Judy because again, we've seen Cortland Sutton, you know, produce as you know, like a number one receiver on a more consistent basis. Um, so this 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 is like a music to music to his ears. Um, I think you know he's gonna he's gonna be revived. He's gonna be revived. I mean, this is you know he'll throw the, he can throw the fifty fifty ball to. 50-50 ball to him. Um, he'll go up and get it. You know, he's he's really good intermediate, and he can get down the field. I mean, you've you've seen him. You've seen him. You know, jump. You know, tower over defenders, and um, so I, I like I like Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton's um, prospects with Russell Wilson in the fold. The next guy I have is Mike Williams, uh, wide receiver for the Chargers. 
Yeah, I know that he only had you know one. You know, his he's coming off of his breakout year. Um, you know, seventy six catches, eleven hundred and forty six yards, and nine touchdowns. Um, but you know, yesterday's news. Um, we did say this is uh, a pretty fast and you know a pretty fast and moving uh, week. They did the, the Chargers resigned him um, to a you know three year sixty million dollar deal, forty million dollars guaranteed. So he's getting twenty million a year. Mm. So they're committing to him, um, and and that was that was the worry in twenty twenty one where you know we didn't know if you know if 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 they were sabotaging him <laughs> down the stretch. <laughs> <laughs> not giving him targets on purpose. No, that was. I didn't believe that, but um, but no, we we weren't sure if he was going to resign with the Chargers. But now, um, this you know this locks him in, of course, with Justin Herbert for at least two years because we know you can't look at the total value of contracts. You look at the guaranteed money. So I think there's probably a two year deal, twenty million. So you we'll, we'll twenty million per year. So we'll probably see him for at least two more years and decide, hey, maybe we need to get out of this contract um, after year two. So, um, you know, so Mike Williams um, firmly entrenched as the number two guy in, in Los Angeles. Um, next, I have Amon Ross St. Brown uh, for the uh, wide receiver for the Lions. Um, he he showed he showed out um, in the second half of the year. Um, over the last six weeks, he was the wide receiver two overall. Wide receiver two overall, um, and that that's that was obviously behind Cooper Cup, um, and he was top ten in five out of the last six six weeks. Um, finished with ninety catches, nine hundred yards, and five touchdowns. Um, and you know, a lot of people say that, oh, it's because TJ Hawkinson was hurt it's because Deandre Swift was hurt because this player was out, this player was out, but you know, you, you have to earn those targets. Right. And I, I think he earned those targets. He earned that playing time. Um, he made himself, uh, you know, available, um, to the quarterback and, and he, he took, he, he made the most of his opportunities. Um, and he's a, he's a really talented guy. I mean, coming out of USC, you know, we, and we saw some glimpses in preseason about, you know, what, with him just, you know, getting, getting a lot of those short passes. And, um, but then, you know, when the season started, he wasn't, he wasn't playing, uh, he wasn't really on the field. So, um, but now like we, you know, towards the, you know, the back half of the year, we saw how talented he was and how much he can produce. So I, I think, um, the Detroit may add you know, an outside receiver, um, either in the draft or even in free agency, because they do have, I think they have money to spend as well. Um, but, that that should that should help um, Amon Ra more than it would hurt him because he he I think he's going to be more in the slot um, than anything he doesn't play on the outside so he'll be more in the slot um, and then the next the next wide receiver I have is Brandon Cooks we did touch on him earlier again he just produces wherever he goes um, and I don't know if he's going to stay with the Texans this year I think they're going to move off of him I you know they they did talk about they may trade him um, but. He still had. I mean, he's he's relatively. I think he's what twenty eight, twenty nine. He's not even thirty yet, right? Yeah, he's twenty eight. Yeah, twenty eight years old, man. He he still he still produces, um, no matter where he goes. So, um, I, I like Brandon Cooks in this tier. And then next, I have Adam Thielen, wide receiver for the Vikings. And you know, one thing that we you know, you know, Adam Thielen did has battle injury the last over the last couple of years, but he's piled up twenty four touchdowns. 24 touchdowns over the last two years. So he's, he's a red zone machine. He's a red zone machine. And, and I think that's, you know, his, he, you can call him touchdown dependent as a receiver, but if he keeps scoring touchdowns, maybe we're just pretty fucking good at scoring touchdowns <laughs> at the end of the day, you know? So, uh, you know, I like Adam Thielen in his tier. And I think his, I mean, his role is not going to change. He's, he's a, he's a, he's an awesome route runner. Uh, he gets open. 
Um, and, you know, Kirk Cousins targets him in the red zone. So um, yeah, I like him in his tier. Another guy that, 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 that runs really good routes and gets open is uh, Hunter Renfro um, for the Las Vegas Raiders. He's, he's next mm-hmm. on my tier. Um, he's the second player in NFL history with an 80% catch rate on 100-plus targets. Um, the only other guy that accomplished that was Michael Thomas in 2020 or 2019 uh, when he broke the NFL record for uh, catches in a season. Um, he had over 1,000 yards and over 100 catches um, this past year. Um, really, really, um, you know, becoming a, you know, a safety blanket for, for Derek Carr um, throughout the year with all the injuries to their wide receivers and the injuries to, to Darren Waller. Um, he was the most reliable wide receiver that they had. Um, and we, we knew, we knew that he was pretty good coming out of Clemson. Like, you know, he was, he wasn't the most athletic, um, but he can get open. Um, and if you, and if you can get open in the NFL, um, you, you have, you, you've, you've, you've earned your keep. You more than earned your keep. If you can get open and catch the ball, <laughs> you've more than earned your keep, um, in the NFL. So, um, um, and then, and then next, I just, I'm just going to just, just run off the last, the last several in, in my tier of Devonta Smith. Uh, for the Eagles, um, we kind of touched on him already. Touched on him already. Brandon Ayuk um, for the 49ers. Um, I, I like you know the new the new quarterback situation. Uh, Trey Lance. I think he'll he'll get more more targets down the field as a, as a number one receiver um, this off um, this this upcoming year. Uh, Marquise Brown for the Ravens. Um, he he's he had a breakout year. Um, so um, I like I like for him to build on that um, in 2022. Um, and I have, I have Chase Claypool, um, I have Chase Claypool for the Steelers. Um, he, he gets down the field as well. I mean, he's, he, he's a deep ball guy, 50, 50 ball guy. I mean, he's, I think he's a back-to-back seasons of over 800 plus yards receiving. Um, and you know, I, I think whatever quarterback he, they get, I mean, they, they can target him down the field. I um, mean, he can, he, he can, he can make some splash plays, um, um, here and there. And then finally to round out my. My my final player in, in tier five, I got Michael Thomas, wide receiver for the Saints. Um, I I know we haven't seen him play over the last two years, um, and I know that's it's you know it's it's tough, it's frustrating um, to you know to kind of see him get injured and not play. But when he's on the field, um, he's awesome. Like he had a, he had a, a four year stretch of over a hundred plus catches, you know, twelve hundred yards receiving. You know, not eight or nine touchdowns. Like that's what he's good for when he's on the field. Um, and of course, the last his last full season that he played, he broke the NFL record uh, for catches in the season, and he had seventeen hundred yards and nine touchdowns. Now, obviously, that was through Drew Brees, and their quarterback situation is uh, is is in flux right now. But you know, when Michael Thomas is on the field, he's he is he is awesome. Uh, he produces, and uh, hopefully, you know, coming into this year, you know, he's 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 healthy. Um, I think they, I think they've committed to him for 2022. They, they're not going to, not going to trade him or move off, move off of him. And so, you know, when he's on the field, he's, he, he's going to be a value in redraft leagues, um, this, um, this fall. I, I can tell you that much. And so, yeah, that, that rounds out my, uh, my tears. Okay. Okay. Interesting. All right. <clears throat> so for mine, this is a big tier. I had what, 12 players, 12, 13 players on here. Um, I had, Amaran, Amara, uh, Elijah Moore, uh, both rookie wide receivers that that look pretty good. Uh, hopefully, hopefully to see big things from them this coming season. Uh, I had Mike Williams. I had Amari Cooper. 
I had Darnell Mooney. I didn't even think about moving him. I, I should have had him on tier four, honestly, because uh, he's, yeah. he's he's basically the number one uh, in Chicago. Uh, and then, like you said, he, he put up a lot of yards, had a lot of targets uh, quietly. So had a quietly decent year. So hopefully to see big things for his year three. I had Chris Godwin on here because I'm not sure when we're going to see him. And when we do, he's going to have a new quarterback. Hopefully he's not somebody very young and trash. Uh, so I wanted to keep him here for now until, I mean, obviously we can kind of go through this exercise again later and he may, maybe he'll move up. Uh, I also had uh, Bobby, Bobby Trees in here, Robert Woods. Uh, I know he's recovering from, okay. from a ACL. Um, and he's going to get an opportunity because, uh, because, because, uh, OPJ tore his ACL and we don't know if he's coming back. Um, so, uh, we'll see what Rob Woods does. Um, I mean, we, we, but we've seen him in this Rams offense. He's produced a lot. So, uh, that's why I wanted to put him in this here. I also got Adam Thielen in here. I got, uh, Michael Thomas in here. Um, I got Jerry Judy in here, uh, because I think. I think uh, we've seen Russ support more than one wide receiver and, and do work. And I think uh, Jerry Judy definitely has the opportunity to, to do something. I know you did point out stats that he's never had. He's only had one uh, one fantasy week where he's above wide receiver 20. Um, hopefully, you know, getting a more competent quarterback with a new offense that's uh, potentially pass heavy that we, you know, we see him get get utilized in a, in a in a, a in a manner that that's conducive for fantasy. Um and then to round off I had uh Traylon Burks, uh Drake London and Garrett Wilson. I had them here because I think they're going to be if they get the draft capital in the first round then I think they're definitely going to get the opportunity right away to, to get on the field and and produce and uh these were my top 3 wide receivers in the in the 22 rookie mm-hmm. class coming in so uh that's rounding off my wide receiver tiers. Uh, you know, it's a good exercise that we did. Um, you know, hopefully the people listened and, you know, give them ideas in terms of, you know, how we, why we got them placed where we have them at and, you know, get them thinking about how they, how they look in and tier wide receivers. Um, and it also helps when you have a tier in terms of trading, if you're in a keeper league or if you're redraft league, like, okay, what, well, if I see this player in this tier and this somebody's asking for, you know, another wide receiver and you have them in a tier below, then it gives you at least a gauge of how you want to, you know, begin trade talks. So I yep. think it's a very good exercise. Um, you got anything else for us before we get up out of here? No, nah, no. Nah, this was a fun episode. Probably my my favorite episode. Just talking, talking <laughs> receivers, man. Receivers are my favorite position to, you know, to – to, to, to look at, to watch. Um, so yeah, this is, this is a dope uh, exercise, you know, you know, again, like you mentioned, we're going to, we're going to be tweaking these throughout the off season, you know, based on the new information that comes in and closer to the season, um, training camps and, you know, free agency, um, a lot of changes are on the way. So, um, you know, but these, this is just sort of a, you know, a foundation of, uh, where we, where we're going to get started, um, with these and how we currently view, um, you know, the wide receiver landscape of fantasy. Yep. Um, and next week, uh, we're going to touch on the, the tight end tiers won't be as long because there's not that many to really talk about like that. And then also, ne- I mean, next week, we'll already be in the midst of uh, free agency. We start opening up. So 
we'll be talking about some some uh, moves that have happened during the course of that day, that week uh, before we get on. So hopefully it'll be some some spiciness that's happened and, you know, get people eager and, and uh, excited about what's coming the uh, next uh, fantasy season. Uh, again, you can find us on Twitter on off the line FF. That's our official Twitter handle. You can find me at fantasy genius, G E N E S. You can find Ike at just underscore Ike. Oh nine. Uh, you can find us on anywhere you, uh, stream, stream, uh, podcast, Apple, Spotify, you know, under the destination Debbie radio network, uh, make sure you please rate review, subscribe, you know, hit the thumbs up, share with your friends, all that good stuff. Uh, you know, you, if you're looking to get tapped into uh, the Discord, uh, you can just go to patreon.com backslash prospect talk. You know, you get if you're interested in getting into Dynasty, you can go there, you know, under race channel, you know, get tapped in. There's a lot of people there that are talking any and everything fantasy. So it's a good place to, you know, get get tapped in with in, in terms of news and all that other stuff. So, yes, sir. You know, until join the until Discord, then, join the Discord. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but until then, you know, we we'll talk to y'all next week. Don't don't fall in the trap of thinking the forty time is everything. So until then, we'll holler at y'all. Peace out. Bye.